This radio program is PG-13. Parents strongly caution some material may be inappropriate for children under the age of 13. Send me Jesus' mission was to comfort those who mourn, bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to captives, and open prison doors for those who are bound. For those who want more than status quo Christianity has to offer, Blazing Grace Radio begins now. And here is your host, Mike Janung. Hey, Mike Janung here, and welcome back to Blazing Grace Radio. It's a beautiful day in Phoenix. In the 60s and clear in December and not what I'm used to coming from Colorado Springs. And today we have a guest in studio. It's going to be a great time, a blessing for you. And Sandy England, Mrs. Sandy England, is the leader of our wives ministry. She leads our wives groups. She does individual counseling. Um, She's also a fellow warrior and a fighter. Her and her husband live in Colorado Springs, Colorado, where she keeps our Colorado office going. And so welcome to the show, Sandy. Thank you, Mike. So we're going to get started here by jumping right in. And Sandy, I'm just going to have you start and share your story and share where you've been and what God's done in your life and in your husband's life. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm Sandy, as Mike introduced me. Um, My story actually... Um, is still happening, to be honest with you. Um, We, both my husband and I came from very challenging childhoods um, with a lot of issues um, with alcoholic parents and abusive parents and that type of thing. And we grew up um, overachievers, very strong personalities, things like that to just protect yourself, I guess, in the world. Um, So we both walked into our marriage with that type of attitude of no one's going to hurt me. I'm in control. I can handle anything. And um, that when you bring two people into a marriage like that, it kind of causes a lot of power struggles and that type of thing. We uh, had just a very challenging first part of our marriage. There was a lot of um, drinking and um, partying, and my husband was quite wild, Um, had affairs, was addicted to all sorts of sexual behavior, lust. Um, um, He was constantly needing affirmation and being admired by other people. I became, (laughs) I had the boys, our children, and um, I was focused on my career and my children and my home, and um, I kind of developed a personality type as he's an adult. I shouldn't have to baby him and compliment him constantly. He's an adult. I need his help. I need this. So that started to be some of our conflict um, early on in our marriage, and he needed that 
mm, affirmation, people admiring him, telling him how great he was. So he, um, geez, he uh, seeked um, that outside our marriage um, with partying with his friends and that kind of stuff. And there was always lonely people that were out there willing to feed that for him. It got to the point where he had some affairs, one-night stands, that type of thing. And um, I just very, very quickly got tired of it. And so we started a divorce. <laughs> and the only people that were getting a benefit from that were the lawyers, um, his lawyer, my lawyer. Um, they seemed to have a lot of negotiation skills to prolong our divorce. And I pretty much became incredibly bitter and hard of heart. There was times when he would try to reach out to me that I just wouldn't even, I just sent him to the lawyer, don't even talk to me. Um, he was blessed during that time, as he says, his own testimony, he had to reach the bottom. He had to lose everything, meaning our family, our home, those type of things, before he could look up, which meant he had to, excuse me, reach the bottom before he could actually start finding out who he was to be in Christ. He found a bunch of guys. Um, long story, they... We didn't realize it, but the leader of that group happened to be my cousin, which we didn't even know. But he went through um, this group with these guys for months and months. And it wasn't a 10-step program. It wasn't anything like that. It was a, you need healing. You are bitter. You have a lot of things you're carrying around with you. They called him out on so many of his things. So... They were Christians, and they did it in love, but they told him truth about who he was, the type of person he was, his um, medicating, as they called it, the lusting and porn was actually Band-Aids for things that he was trying to deal with, or not deal with, actually. So they were very good for him. They called him out um, in a loving way and walked with him. To where he started focusing on himself um, and realizing he could change who he was. Um, it was really a beautiful thing. Um, one of the times he came to the door to pick up our son, it, he knocked and I answered the door. I was tending to rip his head off, to be honest with you. <laughs> But God showed me something that I had not seen before, and it looked like he had physically been beat up. Um, he just looked, mm, I can't even describe it, um, sad, beaten down. There wasn't his cocky attitude or anything like that. He was just, I guess, raw. He... Uh, had tears down his face and he's like I'm sorry I just can't tell you what's been going on 
Um, that was the first glimpse I think God gave me as to what was happening with my husband, that he was being humbled, he was being remorseful, but I was not in the place to see it. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. I thought it was more of his games. So um, he asked me at that time to have coffee with him. I proceeded to not so nicely say, heck no, get out of my door. <laughs> Don't call me again. Um, you pick up the sun down there at the driveway. And so that was, I believe, <laughs> the first time God showed me what his work looked like in my husband. And I was blind and couldn't see it. Um, I see it now, but at the time I didn't believe it. So we were proceeding with our divorce. Um, the lawyers, we had a piece of property that they just could not figure out, um, which I think is a blessing now. Both Dusty and I talk about it. Um, the longer the lawyers fought about it, <laughs> the longer the divorce didn't get done. And because I don't believe God wanted it to get done. So in that time, um, I started doing counseling, and that was interesting. Um, but what I started thinking um, was I needed help. I obviously needed help. I went to a counselor. I started reading my Bible. I was journaling like crazy, and all I could see was hate and seething and just disgust. Um, my personal personality is uh, a very overachiever. Anything that I feel God's given me was a challenge to become the best or the whatever. I did that in my careers, my children, everything. You know, it's just I was not going to fail. And this marriage failing was very bitter. Um, I was angry. I was angry at Dusty. I was angry at my parents. I was angry at everybody because no matter what I tried, I couldn't fix it. I couldn't fix Dusty. I couldn't fix me. I couldn't fix the situation. Um, so I was angry. <clears throat> and I couldn't even see the healing and problems I had. So with the counselor, I ended up feeling like she was taking all my things and scattering them all over the table, which like, oh, great. Now I have more stuff to deal with on top of a messy marriage and on top of a husband that I said I would, the type of husband I said I would never marry with the cheating and the drinking and stuff like that. It was like living with my father again. So it didn't help me. The counseling didn't help me. And I know there's a lot of great counselors out there. It's just not what I needed at that time. I needed <laughs> to be, as Dusty said, brought down to my knees, humbled, so I could look up and see what God had in store for me. So in the process, here's this very angry, 
very bitter, very self-loathing. I even actually um, felt um, I could change things. I could fix things. Um, I, I must have done something bad for this to be happening to me. I must have done something horrible for God to give me this husband. Um, but it was nothing to do with that. It took me a while to figure it out. Anyway, I was hard of heart, very ugly, very angry. And uh, God was giving me things. I didn't see them at the time. I didn't even recognize them at the time. God was giving me little things like Dusty looking like he got kind of beat up and that he was really, really growing and seeking. And then my son, um, this is the one that pierced my heart the most. And it was definitely a wake-up call for me. Um, my son, my oldest son, was a teenager. And he says to me, I don't know what, I can't remember what I was saying prior, but I was obviously bashing men <laughs> or something because he looked at me and he said, Mom, you hate men and we're all going to be men. That was pretty brutal. But I needed that um, because it was like God took me and shook me and said, is this who you want to be? And it is not. So through a lot of work and a lot of pain, I realized I had just as much to get rid of as Dusty. I had just as much healing and things to give to the Lord. I had to understand what true surrender was, and that meant giving everything to the Lord, not trusting myself, not trusting who I thought I was, not trusting all the things that I learned about being successful and overachiever, but to actually surrender. And that meant my wounds. That meant my pain. So piece by piece, little by little, I learned how to surrender all those things to the Lord. As some of the groups we talk about, it was like every so many days, uh, weeks, a little thing would pop up. It was like this big, ugly, black thing, and it would surface. And I was faced with, do I want to keep this? I know it. It's what I know. Or do I want to surrender it and give it to the Lord? And every wound, everything is a choice to whether you keep it and stuff it and it makes who you are. <clears throat> Or you choose to surrender it and leave it at the cross. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you put it back in your little heart. And then sometimes you don't. But every time you surrender one of those pieces, one of those wounds to the cross, God fills it with something else. 
something beautiful, something that you never saw before. Joy, his work, and other people, you become, I don't know, just changed. You see things differently. You feel things differently. And it's just a huge, huge blessing. So the whole point of that was I found it hard to give sometimes those pieces to the cross, to the Lord, um, because those pieces, every time I gave away some of those, I had to choose to be strong in him, which meant not always being angry and hateful, but to actually start being loving and kind and witnessing his work in my husband. And I didn't want to. <laughs> Sometimes I just wanted to keep being mad because it made me strong. So needless to say, the Lord was doing amazing work with me. I was kicking and fighting all the way. But he continued. He was faithful. He just kept giving me things so that I could grow. Um, eventually, I did go have coffee with Dusty. <laughs> and it was amazing. It was like we had conversations like we never had before. He uh, was still the same person, but God was doing amazing things with him. He's still big, burly. <laughs> it still is to this day. A little rough around the edges, but um, probably the pieces that I fell in love with back in the day. Um, his strength, his courage. Um, he still has those, but he has a heart of a warrior. If I ever am challenged or whatever nowadays, I just text him, pray for me, and I know he is. I can just, I just know he is. So anyway, um, back to what happened to us. Um, we eventually started being friends, which is really strange. Um, but we'd have coffee. We'd talk about things that are childhood wounds that we had to address. Um, it was so much easier during that walk because God had brought us to a place that we could see and hear that we couldn't see and hear before, if that makes any sense. Um, he opened our hearts and our eyes so that I could understand Dusty a little better um, and I think he could understand me and instead of being defensive or um, bitter or angry we were able to have a compassion and walk with each other we became <laughs> pretty good friends and we actually learned um, to be this is the weirdest part but I think people who understand, who are believers, understand um, brothers and sisters in Christ to where we could actually talk to each other as a fellow Christian about things that the other person needed to work on without being offended and, well, my husband's picking on me or my wife said this, but to actually say, do you think maybe God's telling you this and maybe we should pray on this? We became stronger 
um, in those areas. And even now, it's strengthening. So we eventually got back together. Um, <laughs> it's an amazing story. We still work hard. There's still triggers. There's still, oh, battles. There's still truths and black little pieces we have to surrender. And instead of us each doing it by ourselves, because we are both working on our self-healing, we are able to work on our marriage together, incredibly strong. <laughs> we can pray each other up. We can walk each other through really difficult times. Not that I would ever want to relive the affairs, the drinking, the nasty abuse, or ever become heart of heart again. But I wouldn't have what I have now if I hadn't walked that walk. Mm -hmm. So as Mike knows, <laughs> I went, I met Mike. <laughs> I was applying for something else completely different. And he says, well, I have this ministry. I'm like, yay, cool, I want to work for a ministry. And then he showed me his book, <laughs> Road to Grace, which was about his struggle with porn and sexual addiction. I, <laughs> I think I actually wanted to throw the book on the ground and stop on it. <laughs> but I was like, okay, God, if this is where you want me to be, then this will work out. And so that's when the adventure with Blazing Grace started. Gosh, what's, I think it's been over seven years now. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just been tremendous, <laughs> tremendous what God's done with both Dusty and I and my growing experience in Blazing Grace. I don't know how many times. Mike has put me in positions such as this <laughs> to where I'm like, oh, I don't think that's what you want to do, Mike. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we do. Um, and here we are, Blazing Grace. Uh, Mike wrote a book called The Wife's Heart, and I read it. And I'm like, we need groups. We need to have women together. And that's how the group started. And then Mike decided I needed to give my story in front of conferences. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you did very well. Yeah. yeah. So we've just, uh, the, it's just grown tremendously. Um, I've tried to leave a couple times from Blazing Grease. So, and here we are. Sandy, thanks for your, for your raw honesty. That's one of the things that, you know, I love about you and this ministry is that you don't hold back, and I think that really blesses a lot of people in your honesty. And to give the listeners some perspective, so you guys, you and Dusty got back together more than seven or eight years ago. And one question to ask you is, some people I think have a perspective that, am I going to heal from this stuff in two or three, four months? What is your take on that? Oh, well, my take on that is you didn't get that many wounds in three or four months. You're talking probably decades, years of wounds. You can't get, I don't believe, God could, yeah, poof, you're all better. 
But I think our healing is us every day making a choice to undo and unbelieve things that we bought into for years. So it's going to take a bit. So it's really, it's a process walking out the journey. And sometimes, I mean, even as you're sharing your story, I could tell it still hurt, right? Yes, it is a journey. And I think as long as we're on this earth, we're growing on who he wants us to be. And those challenges make us stronger, Mm -hmm. exactly. Um, I don't think it's just going to be a piece of cake. We got the enemy attacking us constantly. It's not going to be just lay it down. Oh, we're all better. Mm. It's going to be, we need to be strong. Well, thank you, Sandy, for joining us. And she's going to be with us again next week. And ladies, if you're listening to this show and you're thinking, I need help, please contact us. Sandy leads our group. She's great to work with. You can talk to her one-on-one. Please give us a call at the office at 719-888-5144, and that will be repeated at the end of the show. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again next week. Do you want to be free? Blazing Grace is a nonprofit international ministry for the sexually broken and the spouse. Please visit us at blazinggrace.org for information on Mike Janung's books, groups, counseling, or to have Mike speak at your organization. You can email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call our office in Chandler, Arizona at 719-888-5144. Again, visit us at blazinggrace.org. Email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call the office at 719-888-5144.